The final part of this magnum opus of absurdity opens not where the previous installment left off, with the birth of Cobra's affront against nature, the genetically engineered Emperor Serpentor, but with the Dreadnoughts, the Dinobots of this show. I know you probably think that's a compliment, just go on thinking that if you want. I kind of assume we'd be following them into Mindbender's lab where they'd meet and react to Serpentor, but nah, why would you want to do that? Eventually, the episode gets around to cutting back to what all of this business is supposed to be about. None shall stand against me, neither within Cobra nor without, for I am Serpentor, and I must rule! This I command! Command this, buddy! Look, this I command is a seriously clumsy catchphrase that I'm already really sick of, and I've seen far enough ahead that I know it won't get any easier to deal with, but it's still better than anything Sergeant Slaughter says. Also, for the record, I had to back that up three times to catch what exactly he did say. You are keeping a record of all this, right? Dr. Mindbender provides Serpentor with the dumb thing he'll be wearing for the next 30 episodes in a movie, as well as the dumb thing he'll be riding around on. And okay, I'm honestly not sure why I expected better of someone who dresses like Dr. Mindbender does. And then Cobra Commander swoops in to complete his transformation, get it, into Chris Lada's other famous character. I already talked about this, so I won't go into it again, except to say that Serpentor has about as much patience for this cozy up to the big guy so you can plunge a knife in his back act about as well as Megatron ever did. Then, the master tactician, who possesses the knowledge of like 30 great generals from throughout history, actually falls for Sergeant Slaughter's I bet you couldn't hit me again, so why don't you take off these chains and try? trick. I bet Sun Tzu never fell for anything like this. His missing DNA probably explains this serious lapse in judgment, because the only other possible answer here is that this mad plan that came to a clinically insane former dentist in a dream might have been more mad than plan. Also, Serpentor, and Rodimus Prime as it turns out, was voiced by Dick Gautier, who had a pretty solid career in comedy and voice acting, but is also very hard to take seriously since I caught him as a panelist on Match Game. Dumb Dora is so dumb! This I command! This fight goes on for, I don't know, seven or eight hours. Also, those other Joes who have been infiltrating the Terradrome since early season one finally show up. And wouldn't you know it, they're all here to rescue Sergeant Slaughter, who, I'm just gonna say it, has officially become the Poochie of this show. Whenever he's not on screen, all the other characters are literally asking each other, Where's Sergeant Slaughter? Unfortunately, he does not end up returning to his home planet. Cobra Commander reprograms the battle android troopers to kill Slaughter and Serpentor, and is almost ratted out a second time by Scrap Iron, but he manages to bribe the guy with this small bag of money. Now, I'm not sure how Cobra's economy works, as I mentioned last time, but I cannot imagine there's more in that bag than the one million gold serpentines Mindbender promised him before. Back at Joe HQ, General Hawks speculates that Cobra might be trying to one day build some kind of super emperor with all that DNA they snatched, and okay, seriously, is there a gas leak or something? Because nobody stays this dumb for this long naturally. Thankfully, Sergeant Slaughter shows up to confirm Hawks' theory, which on the one hand feels like the blind leading the blind, but on the other hand, at least someone is being led somewhere, finally. Then Serpentor reveals his first great master plan, to invade the United States. Okay, but what? Like, it's a big country with, at the time, about 240 million people. 
Not to mention either the biggest army in the world or the second biggest, depending on exactly whose Cold War propaganda you believe. I know you have a lot of vehicle and playsets at your disposal, but this might be a bit much to bite off on your first try? Maybe try invading, like, Finland first? Even the Nazis started with a medium-sized neighbor country. Also, just invade a place really lacks Cobra's usual flair, you know? The last act is mostly Serpentor sitting on the throne in the Lincoln Memorial and shouting a lot. Yet another thing Megatron did better, dude. Also, it's definitely not a throne, right? But you don't just put the Great Emancipator in a chair. There's gotta be some middle ground here between throne and chair. If you think I'm wandering off on tangents more than I usually do, you're right. It's because there's nothing to fucking summarize here. The story just sort of unfolds exactly the way you know it's going to. Serpentor tries to take over Washington, D.C. He nearly succeeds, but G.I. Joe stops him. Nothing weird or interesting happens during any of this. I mean, Cobra sort of inexplicably all run out of fuel and ammo at the same time, but that's not the good kind of dumb like I like. Over on Transformers this same week, we were getting part five of the completely bonkers and kind of legitimately epic Five Faces of Darkness miniseries. A giant dinosaur who was also a robot was fighting an entire city which was also a robot, while five orange animals mushed themselves together into another giant robot, which fought whatever the fuck Skylinks was supposed to be. And then some weird floaty guys with five heads pulled a giant lever that switched off all the Transformers. That was a way better final chapter than this. Also, this one had one additional annoying factor that I just can't put my finger on. We'll have to keep on our toes from now on. The price of liberty is always eternal vigilance. Oh yeah, that's it.